0: Isaiah, chapter 12, verses 2 through 6. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds among the nations. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord. For he has done gloriously. Let this be known in all the earth. Shout aloud and sing for joy, a royal Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Amos chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. Alas for those who are at ease in Zion, and for those who feel secure in Mount Samaria, the notables of the first nations, to whom the house of Israel resorts. Cross over to Kalna and see from there, go to Hamath the Great, then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Are you better than these kingdoms, or is your territory greater than their territory? O you that put far away the evil day and bring near a reign of violence. Alas for those who lie on beds of ivory and lounge on their couches and eat lambs from the flock and calves from the stall, who sing idle songs to the sound of the harp and, like David, improvise on instruments of music, who drink wine from bowls and anoint themselves with the finest oils, but are not grieved over the ruin of Joseph. Therefore they shall now be the first to go into exile, and the revelry of the loungers shall pass away. The Lord God has sworn by himself, says the Lord, the God of hosts, I abhor the pride of Jacob and hate his strongholds, and I will deliver up the city and all that is in it. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 15. We want you to know, brothers and sisters, about the grace of God that has been granted to the churches of Macedonia. For during a severe ordeal of affliction, their abundant joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For as I can testify, they voluntarily gave according to their means, and even beyond their means, begging us earnestly for the privilege of sharing in this ministry to the saints. And this, not merely as we expected, They gave themselves first to the Lord, and by the will of God, to us, so that we might urge Titus that, as he had already made a beginning, so he should also complete this generous undertaking among you. Now as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in utmost eagerness, and in our love for you, so we want you to excel also in this generous undertaking. I do not say this as a command, but I am testing the genuineness of your love against the earnestness of others. For you know the generous act of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich yet for your sakes he has become poor so that by his poverty you might become rich and in this matter i'm giving my advice it is appropriate for you when it is appropriate for you who began last year not only to do something but even to desire to do something now finish doing it so that your eagerness may be matched by completing it according to your means for if the eagerness is there the gift is acceptable according to what one has not according to what one does not have. I do not mean that there should be relief for others and pressure on you, but it is a question of a fair balance between your present abundance and their need, so that their abundance may be for your need, in order that there may be a fair balance. As it is written, The one who had much did not have too much, and the one who had too little did not have too little. Good morning and welcome to the second Thursday of Advent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Isaiah twelve Amos six and 2 Corinthians eight and I don't know why there wasn't a psalm. I'm not that liturgically literate um but the the two prophetic readings um, you know are are kind of a mix. Uh, Isaiah is more hopeful, and Amos is a little bit more cautionary. And even in Paul's letter, it's this mix of both, you know, you're generous, but don't forget, you know, that Jesus was generous uh, as well. And um, But in the season of Advent, in this anticipatory period, uh, we are always looking toward uh, this coming Messiah. You know, we know it's coming. Um that's the that's the hope of Advent. Uh the first week is hope. The second one is what week are we in? Peace, I think. Peace and then joy is next, maybe. I'm not so good at that. Um another way in which I'm not as liturgically literate as maybe I should be. Um but it got me it actually got me thinking, um, you know, what is there a parallel in the military for anticipation, and um, it, if you've been in the field for some time, and um, you know maybe it's toward the end of your field problem, and um, all the the hot chow has been you know made and whatever, now the the cooks have already packed up, and so all you're getting is boxes of MREs, right? And there's this. I don't know. It's not unspoken, but it's, it's etiquette, right? Just a quorum in the military. <laughs> Somebody is always sent to go get the MREs from headquarters, you know, Cook's tent or whatever. And there's a lot of power in the guys that go get the boxes of MREs. Um, and they could, and sometimes they do. Uh, they'll go through and do what we would call rat-fucking MREs. I don't know where that word came from. Maybe you know the rats get to the food first and fuck us like, like buddy fucker kind of thing. I don't know. But rat fucking is when you go through and pick the thing you want, take it out, and then leave the box for everybody else. When I was in, it it was chili mac. Like that's the best because the the food is actually palatable. And then I think there was like M and M's in there, Skittles or something. You know, basically all three thousand calories were definitely you know, more appealing than m- most of the other meals. Um, in fact, MRE is a meal ready to eat. All you just open it. You just need a little water. From what I understand, spit would work, or piss if you don't care about some of it stinking. But um, you know, everything you need is right there. Um, and it isn't. I mean, it's a clunky um, parallel or whatever. Um, but Jesus is. You know, comes. Uh, as soon as he is here, he is already God. Everything that we need comes that tiny little package that Mary has been carrying in her uterus and um, will give birth to um, in just a couple of weeks on Christmas Day. And this um, this warning, uh, you know, the, the kind of there's plenty of warning in the prophetic literature, um, but it seems one of the things that I think of is like, look. Um, I get. I feel the same way, you know. On Good Friday or Easter week, where everybody's already talking about Easter Sunday, and we miss Good Friday and Holy Saturday. Um, we we take for granted that the apostles didn't know all the other, um, you know, protest leaders or whatever. They'd all been killed. Um, it was too easy for Rome to just uh, get rid of people, and that's what happened to Jesus. And I'm sure there was a bit of embarrassment. And shame, in like discovering that we were wrong, right? Uh, you know the the same old, same old, right? Um, and we don't like to feel embarrassment. We don't like to feel. You know we're impatient, um, and so we practice Christmas. We practice good. Uh, we practice um, Easter Sunday, often at the expense of Good Friday and the whole season of Advent. We don't have Christmas yet, um, and you know, like the MREs, like we're that crowd waiting back in back at the at our hootches or whatever. Um, we're we're anticipating getting that box of MREs. Um, maybe we're hungry and dirty and tired, and these warnings that I hear. Um, make me think of the church who has this thing we call the Christ child for the world. Um, and we, we sometimes bungle it, right? We sometimes get ahead of ourselves. We sometimes, you know, bait and switch people. Sometimes we rat-fuck the faith. You know, we take out the good bits and we leave all the other difficult parts like hard work and, you know, I don't know, uh, patience and... All the the fruits of the spirit: kindness, gentleness. We rat fuck the Messiah. We only take the good parts and we leave the shitty parts, you know, for somebody else to worry about. Um, and so in Paul, you know, there's this reminder: like, you know, you're generous, but you know, but you can always be more generous. Um, and in Isaiah, I'm sorry, Amos, where you know, there's a lot of these alas uh, statements of. People have so much that they're forgetting. People have rat fucked, you know, their own people, and chosen the best parts for themselves and left everybody else high and dry. Um, there are these warnings in this hopeful, joy, even joyful, anticipatory time. Not everybody has hope and joy and peace and love. Um, it's up to us to remember that those things are for the world as much as they are for us. You know, it's only fair. To keep those boxes of MREs closed until you get to where you're going, um, that's the right thing to do. Just like it's the right thing um, to um, remember that the Christ child is for us, but also for everyone else. Um, that it's it's not it's not faithful to you know overemphasize the good bits of our faith or the world and forget about the difficult sacrificial parts of it I was reading this children's book for uh, our girls and I I can't stand it Um, it's basically the story is oh everybody's excited because Jesus is coming and the whole town is can come and bring gifts and dance around the, the manger and the innkeeper brings wine and bread and it's like that's not what happened that's not what happened they were alone on Christmas day when mary gave birth it was her and joseph and whatever livestock might have been in the area the magi came later the angels and the shepherds like they there's no suggestion that they went in they were desperately alone in their time of need the town didn't come in and dance and bring them wine and bread and the gifts that the magi did eventually Bring would have been bittersweet, not just because of the frankincense, which is used for dead people, but because they—I'm sure—Mary and Joseph didn't feel like a royal family. Um, there's a lot of people um, who find December particularly difficult because you're expected to be joyful. Depression and suicide often hit their peaks right around the longest, the longest night on December 21st. Um, And that's in part because of seasonal affective disorder. I mean, I certainly felt those effects when I was in Scotland and got dark at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, But some of it has to do with the cultural expectations that we have of being excited and getting ready for the holidays, and some people just, they can't. Uh, It's too much. Um, Rat-fucking our faith is when we only... We take all the good and leave the bad for someone else. Someone else has to pick that up. Um, And that's not our faith. The, The harsh reality of Christmas is that despite all the fucked up circumstances, no room at the inn, having to travel away from home to a place they didn't seem to want to be, which was Joseph's ancestral homeland in Judah, away from the network and social supports they were accustomed to, Because of fucking Quirinius, who wants to goddamn take a census so they can be taxed, which everybody hates, and the list goes on and on and on. They had every reason to be cynical, to treat this birth as just like any others, right? Another mouth to feed, you know, joyful, but burdensome. Um, And I don't want us to get away from that. We have to be willing to confront the the less starry-eyed parts of our faith not to embellish, not to make up stories. You know, the Christmas is great, but not because everybody came applauding. Christmas is great because it was the minority who recognized what was going on. It was the few um, and the joyful who came. I mean, a handful of shepherds, maybe, in a couple of days or months or however long, three foreigners with gifts that foretold their child's death. That's not something that you put on a postcard with happy holidays, um, and yet that is that is what makes a season great. Um, is that it's despite those modest, humble, you know, humiliating um, origins, uh, to look back at the whole story, knowing what we know, we can have hope. But in that time, and you know, for the Holy Family, um, it was much darker and uh, not always uh, it didn't always feel like a time of celebration Um, and so we have to take that mix we have to take that uh, diversity of experience and remember it as we prepare for our own uh, you know liturgical celebrations and um, relational encounters and family and friends and strangers and carols and depression Um, because all of it belongs to us and to our faith, not just the good parts. A Prayer for Protection from the Book of Common Prayer Assist us mercifully, O Lord, in these our supplications and prayers, and dispose the way of your servants toward the attainment of everlasting salvation, that, among all the changes and chances of this mortal life, they may ever be defended by your gracious and ready help. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PewPewHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.